This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. If you have followed Sovereign Nations for more than just a few years, you would know that one of the most important personal beliefs that I have is in scholastic, intelligent, non-ad hominem debate. This would be the case for me extending back to my high school years, when I was on my high school debate team, and would as well extend through my years in college and as a young adult. And one reason that debate was so important to me, growing up and making my way through the world, is because proper debate helps to invigorate and ignite. It invigorates the mind and ignites the process of possibility thinking, of an endless continuation of what truths may be derived from a sure root of veracity, a good argument. But also, it can warn those listening of what twisted fertile fallacies may be launched by someone who claims to support the truth, but instead is someone who is selling a false bill of goods. Proper thinking and reasoning through conflicting ideologies and truth claims that might come our way in our journey through life. And while most people today are taught to think emotionally at first, and then to think through the emotions that are first present by their fallible reaction to the stimulus that they're reacting to, well, the late Christopher Hitchens would say this, quote, Is there any point in public debate in a society where hardly anyone has been taught how to think, while millions have been taught what to think, end quote. And so one of the most important aspects of proper discourse and debate is to not focus on just what we are told to think, but also how we must think, how to reason, how to properly go through the process that will lead the person hearing the argument, or at times, the propaganda, and be able to properly handle those things that are presented as fact, and be able to properly sift through the true from the false, the gems from the canards, the honest from the dishonest, and be able to arrive at both fact and also what promises given might be actualized. Proper reasoning demands that we think first, and then allow that proper thinking to inform our emotions in regards to how we respond, And so, just like anything that we are facing today in this modern world of traps filled with reflexivity and manipulation, we have to react properly. And so, with this in mind, I will be moderating a debate tomorrow evening on the 6th of April in Largo, Florida. And debating will be Republican candidates for the 13th Congressional District in Florida, a seat in the House of Representatives in Washington, D.C., a seat that is currently occupied by Democrat and former Republican, Charlie Crist. And of course, Charlie Crist is the likely candidate for the Democrats to challenge Ron DeSantis for governor of Florida this November. And let's remember that Charlie Crist is a former governor of Florida that was elected as a Republican in Florida and then eventually changed his party to Democrat in 2012 with Crist stating that the Republicans of 2012 had gone to extreme, which is absolute nonsense. 
So as the Republican Party was heading in a more progressive direction back then, Charlie Crist decided that it wasn't progressive enough. And Charlie Crist became a Democrat, voting in strict, progressive, dystopian Democrat fashion since he has occupied the District 13 seat in the House of Representatives. In other words, Charlie Crist claimed to be a Republican. Sort of did a few Republican things, but then quickly jumped ship and is now pushing the radical leftist supranational agenda. And that is exactly why this particular debate is so important. Republicans. Conservatives. In Pinellas County, the most densely populated county in the state of Florida, want to make sure that they are electing a conservative Republican. Now, each of the candidates has signed agreements that state that they will agree to follow the rules of our debate this evening. And as I will absolutely follow the rules of that debate myself. And if any of them break that promise, they should be held accountable. And Republicans need to ensure that the person that they elect in this next cycle is actually committed to conservative, constitutional, objectively based, liberty minded, U.S. sovereignty championing, individual rights championing, Republican policies, and not some wolf in sheep's clothing who is intent on destroying the honest, truly conservative competition around them so that they can take the District 13 congressional seat in Congress and morph into the next Adam Kinzinger, Liz Cheney, or, Lord forbid, the slick, weirdly passionate and Fabian open society and open border promoting Maria Salazar. And all these candidates that ran their campaigns claiming to be conservative Republicans, all of them, all these neocons that got in and, of course, are trying to push the January 6th trials and oppose President Trump and make sure that he never has a chance to be able to return to politics again. Yeah, all of these folks, they ran their campaigns claiming to be conservative Republicans, but are in many cases even more progressive and globalist than many of their Democratic counterparts. So, this is what the constituents of District 13 want to prevent. And one of the ways that we can sift through the nonsense and the 21st century postmodern political garbage, and by garbage, I mean the ad hominem attacks against your opponent personally, is to actually hear what each candidate has to say in regards to their personal beliefs, what they value, what they believe good policy is, and what they believe good legislation is. Now, where they are similar, where they differ, and what their promises are before they actually take a seat as legislators in the House of Representatives is very important. And one way that you can know for sure that a candidate is not who you wish to have as your representative is if they quickly go to the ad hominem, to the personal attacks to the gotcha to impugn their other candidates. You know, someone who has no substance, but instead just has insults. You know, the kind of candidate that likes to just slime. The candidate prefers to go personal. Well, that, that candidate most likely doesn't have a full grasp of the issues that concern the citizenry of Florida. And the citizens of Central Florida are very concerned. They see everything that's happening around them the skyrocketing of prices, the losses of their liberty, the loss of their ability to speak freely. They actually might have 
more trust right now on Elon Musk than any of these candidates. And possibly, they are just a candidate that is there to derail the few candidates that are actually in the race to preserve our constitutional republic. So their personal political beliefs and what they consider to be important legislative action in the House is what is important. And if a candidate is not able to answer with some command of the subjects that concern Americans today in both foreign and domestic affairs, then the voting public will know that they are most likely not fit for the job. Also, if a candidate uses that valuable time to attempt to personally destroy a fellow Republican candidate, then that obviously shows that their concern is winning points by damaging others and not necessarily someone who can articulate with a precision the important issues that need to be addressed if they are to take that coveted seat in the House of Representatives. And that candidate is obviously more concerned with straw manning, creating a false or fallacious straw man of their opponent and then attacking that straw man as if it is fact. Well, that should be shunned. And that kind of cheap rhetoric should be rejected. And obviously, I hope that the candidates will help us to accomplish the goal of avoiding syllogisms, logical fallacies, and general ad hominem discussion. And the Republicans who are debating, obviously, well, maybe not obviously, if they have done their proper vetting, well, they obviously should want the support of Mike O'Fallon and all of our affiliated media organizations and think tanks. Media and think tanks that have changed the shape of discourse in the Western Hemisphere over the past six years. Yeah, so if they decide to make a mess of things, that's not very strategic. <laughs> Just say that straight out. But anyway, we are here to debate. And the form of the debate and the actual declarative positions and the argumentation is what we hope to accomplish. Now, it is good that we review the forms of proper thinking and argumentation before we go a whole lot further. So if you're listening to the debate tonight, if you are someone who is uh, going to be watching it in the future, just to see what happened, here's what I can tell you is that what you need to be considering when you watch any of the debates that I've been participating in over the last 22 years, any of the ones that I've moderated or those that I've actually been debating in, you want to be really concerned about who is it that's actually pursuing objective truth. Because first of all, most of us are familiar with the scientific method. And the root word of scientific is the Latin root scientia, meaning knowledge. And the pursuit of the scientific method is to find what is objectively true. And so the scientific method is concerned with testing and putting each truth claim or claim that something is false through the process of falsification until the truth claim can be found to stand the test. Now, unfortunately, most candidates today embark on the process of alchemy. And as Mr. George Soros has stated repeatedly over the years, quote, scientific method seeks to understand things as they are, while alchemy seeks to bring about a desired state of affairs. To put it another way, the primary objective of science is truth. That of alchemy, operational success, end quote. So alchemy is concerned with bringing about a desired state of affairs, even if it means not bringing veracity to the table. So in this particular debate, we have several candidates, and we will find out if they are planning on bringing veracity, truth, to the table or if they are more concerned about operational success. Are they alchemists who in many ways represent the subjective and manipulative path of Charlie Crist, or Republicans in name only, or are they men or women 
who are first and foremost concerned about the preserving of the Constitution as originally intended by our founding fathers? Are they men and women who are here to protect and defend the liberties, rights, and freedoms of the citizens of District 13? Or are they simply here to try to damage one another? Or are they running, like so many of the progressive Republicans in cheap's clothing, to do damage to the United States of America and gradualistically evolve the United States into the enviro-communo-fascist supranational structures that are seeking to control nearly every sovereign nation on Earth? And the question is, are they up to the task? And can they actually have a debate without descending into the nonsensical chaos? That represents so much of what is political debate today. Can they actually give reasoned, intelligent, informed answers to what are simple questions regarding their political positions? Can they ask questions of one another without descending into personal ad hominem attacks? In other words, can they keep their agreements? Well, that's a true test of faithfulness. And we need faithful representation in the House of Representatives. We need men and women of courage. We need men and women with backbone. We need men and women with conviction. We need men and women who are truthful. We need men and women who are dedicated, no matter what the cost, to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States of America. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences Both Foreign and Domestic. Thank you.